Welcome to Prayer Calls. For the next 50 days, I'll be reading from the devotional by Lisa Turkis, Seeing Beautiful Again, 50 Devotions for Redemption. I'm Cassandra, your trusty chef, for this divine delicacy. Get your forks of faith ready, because we're indulging in God's word like a variety of flavors. You hungry for some soul nourishment? Let's dig in. When joy feels very unrealistic, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. James 1, 2-3. There's no part of me that wants sorrow to be part of my story. There isn't any plan God could present where I would willingly agree to heartbreak and pain. I mean, who would? <laughs> but the longer I walk with God, the more I see what a tragedy, strategy, not strategy, but tragedy <laughs> that would be. Picking and choosing what gets to be a part of my story would keep me from the ultimate good God has in mind. If that seems hard to fathom in the midst of your own difficult circumstance today, I want to share some verses found in James that would help you or that have helped me in my hardest seasons. I have to warn you, it might not feel good at first glance, but as we dig in together, I think you'll see a better, it's a better wrestle with the truth than stuck in turmoil. James 1, 2-4 reminds us, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Y'all heard that? Not lacking anything. Okay? That's lacking nothing. Right? We will lack nothing. I confess I like these verses until I don't. These words are easy to pull out when your worst issue is that the drive through coffee joint got your order wrong. They frappéed your latte and waylaid the start of your workday. But what about other things we walk through? The ones that hurt too long, disappoint too deeply, or feel devastatingly permanent. To slap some, we should be joyful about this verse, on top of the hard things feels cruel, like a bad joke if you ask me. Some things excruciating, especially. It's just too soon for that kind of nonsense. That's why I'm glad the verses didn't say feel the joy, but instead consider where some glimpses of joy might be in the midst of all the hurt. Our understanding of joy rises and falls on whether we truly trust God in the middle of what our human minds can't see as good. It's hard. So I like to think of the terms in terms of baking. Ooh, she's my kind of girl. Imagine if you decided to make a cake from scratch today. After going to the store, we set out all the ingredients, the flour, butter, sugar, vanilla, eggs, baking powder, and a pinch of salt. But then 
maybe we felt too tired to mix it all together and make the cake. Instead, we thought we could just enjoy the cake one ingredient at a time. The thing is, sometimes we don't like some of the individual ingredients, so we rather leave them out. <laughs> Flour, too dry, leave it out. Sugar, butter, vanilla, all good, leave them in. Eggs are gross raw, definitely leave those out. And then our cake would never be made, mature and complete, not lacking anything. I mean, it would lack a whole lot. We are so quick to judge the quality of our lives and the reality of God-based individual events rather than on the eventual good God is working together, right? So think of the cake with all the ingredients. We must know, just like the master baker has reasons to allow flour and eggs in the right measure into the recipe, Jesus is that author and perfecter of our faith. Hebrews 12, 2. We'll do the same with dry times and hard times. And yes, we may have to go through some chaos in the mix of mix mixing some heat in the baking, but soon we will rise and live lives that are sweet offerings of hope, grace, peace, and comfort to others. That's how we consider it pure joy today. We can also make peace with the fact that sorrow and celebration can coexist together in a heart quite authentically. Mixing them together is a part of the recipe of life. We can sit with, we can sit with and tend to all that needs to be healed at the same time, laugh, plan for great things ahead, and declare this glorious day. So to have both sorrow and celebration in our hearts isn't denial. It's deeming life a gift, even if it looks nothing like we thought it would look like right now. Our sorrows make our hearts more tender and allow us to grieve. Our celebrations tend to our hearts and recognize what is beautiful about our life. So get back up and go on. Let's embrace the mix or the remix of all that's worthy of celebration while fully allowing sorrow to add what brings to it as well. Knowing we can trust Jesus's recipe of purpose in both pain and joy. Father, when joy feels so real unrealistic, help me consider where glimpses of joy might be found throughout my day today. Help me bring the perspective of both sorrow and celebration to my circumstances and keep reminding me that your plans for me are great. In Jesus' name, amen. As we wrap up, keep laughing, learning, and savoring every moment. Life's like cooking with God as our culinary genius. He turns our sour lemons into sweet lemonade. Thanks for joining Prayer Calls, where faith and humor spice up life. Until next time, find beauty and redemption in every bite of your story. Signing off.